Eighth. One, two. Oh man, it's Stokely from Sauce on the Lane. I just had, the other day I had an epiphany, but I didn't have the opportunity to record. I wanna take my time a little bit because, um, you know, oh, this stoplight is still broken. I want to take my time a little bit. Let me go this way. Let me go around it, right? I'll do that. So I want to take my time a little bit. The epiphany to me was that depressed people are self-centered. Um, I know that, you know, let me just even speak of myself. Probably around 2016, I think I had a bout of what could be termed as depression. And during that time, all I was doing was selfishly thinking about myself and what I want and what I didn't get and what I think people done to me, have done to me what people did to me. Mostly I was dwelling what I didn't get, what I I wanted and what I didn't get. That was my primary um, thing that I was depressed about. And I'll just tell you, my depression stemmed from, I felt like I've reached the mountaintop. I felt like I was relatively successful come compared to where I started from, (laughs) you know, as a child. I've achieved basic, oh, I got the hiccups now. I achieved my basic childhood. I'm struggling to talk. I basically achieved my childhood dreams, which was nothing aspirational, nothing great at all. But then at that point, I said, wait a minute, it can only go down from here. So I kind of cursed myself and I kind of manifested negativity, even in thinking in that statement. So anyhow, I was so much dwelling on myself that I said, well, it doesn't matter anymore. Nothing matters anymore because I can't get what I want. Nothing matters anymore because I can't get what I want. So that was my thought process. So... That's a totally egocentric, self-centered, narcissistic, if that's the word, kind of perception. If I can't get what I want, my whole life doesn't matter. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't blame it on anybody else. I didn't project it or push it on anybody else. A lot of people do that. A lot of people say, oh, it's this person's fault and that person's fault. I can't get what I want. No, that was not my perspective. My perspective, I'm more internalizing because I have a, for the most part, I have a decent work ethic and I try to get everything for myself and I don't ask, I try not to ask anybody else for anything. So my my ethic regarding getting what I want is I'll do it myself. Some people, they want somebody else to do it for them, so they blame somebody else. So they're probably a little, their depression is a little bit different. They're blaming it on somebody else. I blamed it on myself, I blamed it on the universe, I blame God, I blame 
just that's how the universe works. And since the universe says I can't get what I want, then nothing matters anymore. So, yeah, I was blaming it on the universe. I was blaming it on God. I blame it on the system, the system of how life works. You know, I became jaded by that, I guess. So as a result of this depression, I made some terrible decisions that I'm still paying for till this day and will be paying for probably for a long time. Um, I mean, I've had so many regrets in life, um, you know, anyhow. So what made me come to this understanding is that I was online reading comments uh, under somebody else's post and the person was giving uh, the person the original post poster the OP the original poster um, made a statement I'm almost out of gas what am I doing the original poster oh man I'm gonna go straight to the gas station the original poster posted about something that was going on in the world I can't really comment on it because it's very controversial everybody's aware of it but um, the original poster posted about something that's going on in the world and then in the comments somebody said I just spent five hours trying to get out of bed what do I care about this topic when I am depressed now I don't know what that person was depressed about what caused the depression, whether it's a chemical imbalance or, you know, or she's, uh, you know, she's pining over some guy or I don't know what the cause of this person, this lady's depression was. I don't know. Um, if it took her five hours to get out of bed, that sounds to me like a chemical uh, deficiency, in my opinion. Um, but anyhow, the issue that she was talking about was a life and death issue that people are suffering from a life and death situation. But her depression held precedent over people losing their lives. She made it all about her. She brought it she totally ignored the fact that people are losing their lives, like suffering, being maimed, murdered. And she made it all about her and her depression. And I can identify with that callousness. I can identify with that individualism. I can identify with that egocentrism. I can identify with that selfishness. I'm a selfish person, I'm realizing, yes. I could identify with that. Those selfish, egocentric, self-centered thoughts and behavioral patterns are what caused me to get into a depressed state. All right? So, you know, and I've experienced that same kind of situation from other people who say they're depressed they say they're depressed but you look at the conditions that they're under and in comparison to someone in a worse condition 
they're coming up roses. You know, they have a lot of privilege. They have a lot of convenience. They have a lot to be thankful for. So, no, no, no. Why are you racing the past me and I'm in front of you? So, I come to the realization, uh, like I stated in the beginning, that people who are depressed, if they don't have a chemical imbalance, if something didn't actually physically happen to them, or something didn't wasn't taken away from them, or they didn't lose a loved one, or something substantial, they're really just being self-centered, obsessed with themselves, obsessed with just what they want and what they think that they deserve in XYZ. If they really considered anybody else. I'm going to put some gas in this vehicle. If they really considered anybody else, considered the people that are suffering, considered being of service to somebody else who needs help, then their mindset would change. Then they would have more gratefulness. You know, and having a mindset of gratefulness really helps you. That's why, of course, I'm a plug religion, right? That's why religion is such a great thing. Because it teaches you to be grateful to God all the time. Not saying that it's a cure for depression. But as we can see, materialism, social clout, consumerism, you know, and anything else that serves yourself and serves the individual and the rugged individualism, those things never really fill you. You know? You can go on many hikes as you want to go on, nature walks and all of that. Sometimes, you know, like all of these things help. All of these things help a little bit. But looking at your situation and being grateful and saying, listen, it could be way worse. It could be worse. And there's so much to be thankful for. When you realize there's so much to be thankful for, then you have a different perspective. You become a little more optimistic. You start to think positive. You start to really see the silver lining in what's going on. You start to see opportunities. Opportunities start to gravitate towards you. But if you're just constantly thinking negative, ungrateful, like I was, because I was at the mountaintop. I was at the mountaintop, right? Finally... At the mountaintop, in my opinion, relative to where I come from and relative to where the majority of my peers were at that time, materially wise and freedom wise, socially wise, you know, even you could call it relationship wise. I was in a relatively, I was in a, I was in a good enough place to make things happen make good things happen from from that that location but instead i was dwelling on you know i want more i was dwelling on i want it the way i want it i want things to go my way you know and oh and i was dwelling on i said god is punishing me 
you know, stuff like that. So it's all about me, 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 me. When you make it about me, 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 you suffer more, but more in your mind than like in, in reality. You suffer more when you make it about me, me, me. When you make yourself of service, when you help people, you get a psychological wage from that. When you're grateful and you realize that it could be worse, it's like a wake-up call to say, listen, you know, what am I being depressed about? There's so many opportunities. There's so many things that could happen. You know what? I may not have it this way, but guess what? I'm going to get it that way. Or if I can't get it this way, well, guess what? Maybe that's just now for me. And I just got to do it that way. You know? So, you know, I mean, yes, people can be a part of causing you to have some kind of depression or whatever. But like I said, desire is the beginning of a trap. Even drug addiction, that's your desire for drugs. If the desire is removed, the drugs have no power over you. The desire for money make you got to work. The desire for food make you got to work. You got to get busy. You got to do something. Right? So some of these things are innate and necessary for our sustenance. sustenance. Some are just social constructs. And even some of the issues that I was non-issues, basically non-issues that I was dwelling on. Those were social constructs that I could have discarded if I had a stronger mind. If I had a more I don't know, malleable, a more plastic, a more you know, a more moldable mind. Um, it's still difficult to mold my mind even now to transition and to change my nature. I can't really change my core nature. You know, some of my core nature characteristics, in my opinion, are cowardice and anger and, um, you know, stuff like that. But I don't dwell on it. I don't beat myself up about it. But it's something that I repeatedly execute. Or, like I said, I'm kind of hypersensitive. It's probably something as a result of my cultural upbringing in a hyperviolent society where if you're not expressing yourself in a violent manner when it comes to conflict, then you're really weak. Are you prepared to, you know, so that, that machismo, it's the machismo. Yeah, that's basically it. Machismo. It's the machismo. So I subscribe to machismo mentally. I mean, emotionally, I sub I emotionally I subscribe to machismo. Intellectually, I don't subscribe to it. You know, um, fear-wise, I have a lot of fear. So, yeah, those are some of my inadequacies. But um, when it comes to um, depression, some people are depressed just because they're self-centered. Make yourself of service. Help somebody. Go to the go to the food pantry. You know, like there's been occasions where 
somebody's told me, you know, their child is acting up, whatever the case may be, their kid is, you know, they have like a teenager and the kid is like not appreciating anything and whatever. I say, take him to the food pantry. Now me, I'm just giving advice. I don't have any skin in the game. I don't have a teenager. My son is like, you know, just like a little boy. He's just, you know, he's not even a teenager yet. So I don't have a skin in the game. I'm telling them to take their kid to go to the food pantry so that they can see some people, some poor people suffering, some people living homeless, some people drug addicted, some people afflicted with mental and physical diseases. And now let's see how grateful you are for what you have. That's my perspective. So, you know, hmm, funky thing is that I'm going off on tangent. We hide our suffering people. We hide the people who are paraplegic. We hide the people who are paralyzed. We hide the people who are um, uh, autistic. We hide the people who are uh, gosh you know uh, amputees we hide them we hide them away we don't put them in the forefront we don't put them out there in the numbers that they are in like they're hidden from the media like they're hidden from society maybe they hide themselves away also but you know i don't want to i don't want to be a say that I, they're, they're utilitarian but I don't want to be totally utilitarian Calvinist, but whatever. Seeing them puts you in perspective. It grounds you to let you realize, listen, your situation isn't all that bad. Why are you depressed? So why are you depressed? And that's a lot of things like people that do tough love, people that, people that practice tough love, they've been through it and they came through it. But when they talk to us, they say, what you got to be de depressed about? You're young. What do you got to be depressed about? You make a living wage. What do you got to be depressed about? You're not sick. What do you got to be depressed about? Whatever. But you're still depressed. You know why you're depressed? Because you're self-centered. You're just thinking about yourself the whole time. You're not thinking about how you stand relative to the rest of the world. You don't think about how far you could go because there's more to go. You don't think about letting go. You don't think about changing your mindset, changing your perspective, change your venue. You just want to hold on. Like Shaka Zulu asked one of the swallows, he asked one of the one of the British soldiers, how do you catch a monkey? And the British soldier said, you know, you, you put something shiny in a bottle and you tie the bottle you tie the bottle you put some shine you tie you anchor and you tie and anchor the bottle you throw something shiny in the bottle the monkey's gonna put their hand in the bottle and grab it and that's how you catch a monkey and then he says shaka says why does the monkey just let go and then you know the 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 the, 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 the um the, the british soldier says well he's blinded by his desire you know so whenever you want something you're setting yourself up for disappointment whenever you want something you're setting yourself up uh, like a magnet you create a debt that's what I'm calling it you create a debt when you want something and um, 
that manifests itself in so many ways. But, um, hey, man, you know, life is complex, but it's simple at the same time. Nirvana. You reach Nirvana when you don't want anything anymore. And I'm learning. I'm learning that not to want to have to explain myself. Well, that's another thing. That's a different topic. I should do a different podcast on that. But I'm learning not to want to explain myself. Because a lot of people, they don't want, they don't want, they don't want an explanation. They don't want an answer. They don't want a solution. They just want to talk. They just want to complain. You just want, 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 want. I got to learn not to want anything. As soon as I want something, there's like a, there's like a flip of a switch where that switch is saying there's a negative space. I just created a vacuum. I just created a vacuum in myself. Emptiness. When I want something, I just created an emptiness, you know, in myself. So instead of creating the emptiness in myself, there's certain obligations and whatever I got to take care of, no matter what, like forget what I want. I got to, uh, I got to, I, I, I have, I have a need to service these obligations. So, you know, it's not absolute, but wanting things, wanting an answer, wanting an explanation, wanting understanding. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, nothing is absolute. I always try to say nothing is absolute. Only Sith speak in absolutes, right? So nothing is absolute. You should want knowledge. You should want understanding, but don't expect understanding, especially from human beings. Go seek your own understanding yourself or observe and understand. Isaac Newton didn't ask the apple hey apple how did you fall out of the tree this apple is not telling me how to fall how it fell out of the tree how am i supposed to know how the apple fell out? no he looked at it he observed it the apple didn't talk the tree didn't talk the earth didn't talk the gravitational constant didn't just uh whatever the the phenomena of acceleration and the gravitational force and all those things they didn't jump out and say listen i'm the gravitational constant I'm the acceleration constant. No. He looked. He looked. The only person he asked maybe was his teachers. He asked his teachers, listen, how do I do calculus? How do I do calculus? How do I measure the change over time? How do I measure the change in velocity over time? So something is changing. The dis- Anyhow, let's not get into calculus because I did terrible in calculus. I did okay in physics. Okay, so Isaac Newton, the apple didn't tell him how to calculate gravity. He just observed it. So sometimes you don't, don't bother trying to get a verbal explanation from people. Just look at them. For example, in relationships, People would tell their partner or whoever they're dealing with, or they'll ask them, um, did you really do that? 
Or why did you do that? Did you really do that or why did you do that? Why are you asking them that? They already did it. Now what are you going to do? You're going to just berate them and just stay there? Well, then that means that you're really not... You're not doing anything. All you want to do is try to get them to bend to your will. And that's probably rarely ever going to happen. I mean, you know, they're going to resent you. They're just going to be resentful, really. Did you really cheat on me? Well, I mean, you have the facts right there, you know. Why did he do that? Why did Why did Jonathan Majors get a wonderful... A romantic text from a woman in his phone. Well, the woman is interested in him and um, apparently he must be interested in her or something. So what was Jonathan Major's girlfriend supposed to do? Was she supposed to scratch him and smack him and chase him down the street? I don't know if that's the proper way to go about it. It's not the most sustainable way to go about it. As you can see, now he's lost his career. But anyhow... You could say that he created a vacuum in her by being, you know, with her for so long and whatever the case may be. Now, I don't want to talk about Jonathan Majors too much. That's so much of a divisive topic. So much of a divisive topic. So, um, I do want to talk about Jonathan Majors, <laughs> but it's too divisive of a topic. Anyhow, man, Jonathan Majors will be fine. He has millions of dollars. But all I'm saying is um, I've been driving 25 minutes already. Oh, my gosh. I haven't even got my destination yet. Should have been here 10 minutes, 15 minutes ago. Just stopping for gas. Anyhow, the, um, oh, yeah, I had the detour also. Just the, um, just the, um, all I'm saying is that, you know, if you're feeling depressed, I'm, I'm so I'm sorry and I can somewhat a little bit relate I've never spent five hours in bed not getting up I've never done that um, I felt too pressured to perform I felt too pressured to prove myself to, to lay down in bed that long you know but you're there laying down thinking about what you want. You're not there laying down thinking about how you can help somebody. You're not there laying down thinking about what you can do to make the world a better place. You're not laying there thinking about, you know, what kind of, I don't know, what you can do for the world or somebody or for yourself to improve yourself or change your situation or whatever. You're not thinking about anything ex external of yourself. You're just self, you're just centered about yourself and what you want. Now, like I said, this is not absolute, so don't take it as a this and don't th think that I'm being insensitive because I don't know your particular situation. I just gave you my situation, how I was self-centered. Because while I was there thinking about myself, I had a grandmother that was elderly and sick. I had an uncle that was elderly and sick. They, the roof of their house was leaking. They had termites in their house. 
you know. My father was trying to start a business and was having a hard time. My brother, he was having a hard time with something. You know. There's a lot of people that I know with all kind of behavioral and problems and addiction. One of my cousins died from complication of diabetes. You see, if I was thinking about them or thinking about how I could help them, which I, which I did, I did think about those things. If I was thinking about really about how to help them, I wouldn't have had enough time to thinking about what I'm not getting. Like even my cousin that died from diabetes, with the knowledge that I have right now, I could have gave her some better words on how to manage her diabetes. I would have at least gave her some ginseng. I would have said, listen, you see all those sodas that I see in your closet? You're getting rid of them. No high fructose corn syrup. You can get some regular sugar if your blood sugar is low, maybe, but, you know, like I would have, I would have been, with the knowledge that I have now, though, I would have been able to help her. My grandmother, I would have made sure that she's not dehydrated. I would have at least imparted some words. I would have at least, you know, <laughs> which I did, I guess. Not really, not really. My uncle, he was depressed, dwelling over his ex-wife, pining over her, depressed about that. Not only depressed about that, just depressed about the whole trajectory of the country. I could have helped him get his mind off of that. He was having symptoms of Parkinson's, which I'm just starting to learn about Parkinson's now. All of them, my aunt, my grandfather, my, grand, my, my uncle, and my grandmother, they consume way too much sugar. Way too much sugar. I didn't even... I used to eat so much sugar with them, I, I, I didn't even think of it as anything. But now I'm realizing that's too much sugar. With my knowledge now, I could have helped them. If I if I invested myself in trying to think of solutions, I would have helped a lot of people. But I was just there dwelling on myself. And I punished myself. And as a result, there were a lot of other casualties. So while we're there being depressed... The world is passing us by, unfortunately. The world is passing us by, and the opportunities there for us to help others is passing us by. Now, you know, these are good people. These are solid people. I'm not, I'm not thinking about, you know, I think about helping everybody, but these are solid people, real people. They'll give me the shirt off their back. They'll, they'll put their life on the line for me. So I'm not talking about your little friends or my little friends or any little regular person. I'm talking about real people. Anyhow, hey, man, I can't really explain it. But, you know, check you. Check, like, 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 like people say, check your privilege. Check your privilege, man. Why are you depressed? That's what I should have asked myself. But I mean, I was aware of those things materially, but emotionally, I was not aware. And then, you know, you know, that's what you could call the devil, I guess, you know, because the thoughts start to creep in. Negative thoughts start to creep in. And you don't share these thoughts with people. 
So nobody can really tell you anything. And even if they do tell you, yeah, you'll dismiss, you'll dismiss it because you think you're so smart. But you're really not smart at all. Anyhow, yo, thanks for listening, man. Yo, thanks for listening. Everybody in Australia, UK, Brazil, United States, Dominican Republic. Some people listening in the Dominican Republic. You know, all over the world, man. Yo, people in Middle East, thanks for listening, man. You know, don't make it all about you all the time. Of course, it's all about us. It's all about me. It is. But can't make it all about me. When you feel depressed, think about who you can help. Think about somebody you can help. A real person, a good person. Think about a good person that you can help. Not a a messed up person because that will just make you lose it all over again. Think about a good person, a good, humble, hardworking person that you can help. Think about that. Somebody that wants to help themselves also. Don't help people that don't want to help themselves. Think about a person like that and go spend some time and help that person. Get away from the other people and the other people that you want to be around who are messed up. Find somebody who's hardworking, dedicated, honest person that's struggling and help that person. All right. Thanks for listening.